America's Desert Diaries. Hello. Arizona calling and clearly intoxicated by the whole palaver of getting onto a plane last week. I spent a portion of this week up in the air again, but this time in a balloon. Oh, so exciting. Actually, a Christmas present that got delayed due to the weather. Our alarms went off rather painfully at 4am last Saturday and we drove to a supermarket car park about 20 minutes away to be bundled into a white transit van. I mean, so far, so like the plot to an abduction movie, we were then driven out into the desert. This really does sound like the start of a film in which Liam Neeson is going to need to be called at some point. Liam, if you are listening, do feel free to give me a ring anyway. Love to have a chat. We then stood about while a bunch of men and one woman unloaded a huge basket and a lot of fabric from the back of another van, which then transformed over the next 30 minutes or so with the help of some huge fans and then a propane burner into a massive hot air balloon, much bigger than the other balloons around it that were also setting up and taking off, actually. In fact, it turns out that the balloon made by a family in the Czech Republic is in fact the biggest balloon in the whole of North America. It was a monster. It's also the balloon that took Shakira for a ride when she visited the valley a couple of years ago as part of her tour. Our pilot was very excited to tell us about this. I think she had quite the impact on him. I don't think he's going to remember me. I loved the whole ritual of watching the whole massive thing inflate. And whilst you're transfixed by it growing ever larger, suddenly they shout at you, come on, quick, get in the basket, and you bundle yourself in. And then before you even know it, you're floating up from the desert floor. There's obviously none of the revving of engines and rocketing down the runway that you get with a plane. It's such a gentle takeoff. You don't feel a thing. And really, it's a case of suddenly realising, oh, way up, we're 50 feet in the air. And away you go. I've put a load of pictures on Facebook for you. If you just head to the Sam Walker's Desert Diaries Facebook page, facebook.com slash see you in the desert, do come and say hello like the Desert Diaries page. And I've also made a story on Instagram for you with a few videos on there as well. Just search for me at Sam Walker Radio on Instagram. Thank you. And do tell your friends, of course. I'd love more people to find the podcast, which unbelievably is at nearly a quarter of a million downloads. Bah! And without any advertising... That's really all down to you. So I appreciate you so much. And if you can rate or review or more importantly, just tell your mates about it. It would be lovely if they could come and join in our little community as well. Thank you. We drifted over the Sonoran Desert for about an hour or so, gawping at the mountains and the cacti and weirdly, a small herd of cows. (laughs) And it occurred to me, I haven't seen a cow since arriving in Phoenix two years ago. Now... I suppose that's no major surprise because it is so hot here. I mean, already the average daily temperatures are 42 degrees, 107 Fahrenheit and rising. And any poor cow is going to keel over for much of the year. I presume the cows I saw have since been trundled off somewhere higher and therefore cooler before they become live sizzling burgers, poor cows. But in fact, one of the five C's of Arizona is cattle. Now, I don't know if I've mentioned Arizona's five C's before, but they are the five things, all beginning with C, that play a very important role in the economy of the state. And they are copper, cattle, citrus, climate and cotton. 
Now, I've mentioned the copper mines in Bisbee in the south of the state and Jerome north of Phoenix, where I visited. And in fact, mining was a huge part of this state's economy for a very, very long time. I mean, native people in Arizona mined for gold, silver and copper for centuries. And once the European settlers arrived, that rocketed. In the 1860s, it was recorded a quarter of the entire population were miners. Now, those days are over, of course, but mining does still go on on a much smaller scale. Citrus, well, yeah, citrus trees are everywhere here in the valley. Again, it's the 1860s that saw a huge growth in this as farmers worked out irrigation methods. And you can see lemon, lime, orange and grapefruit trees in most gardens. I've got a lemon tree in my garden, just a baby one as I planted it a couple of months ago. It is loving life, though, growing really, really well. But my neighbours have got a huge grapefruit tree. And come later in the summer, we're going to hear the thud, thud, thud of ripe fruit as they hit the floor of our garden. Cotton was very big here at the turn of last century, just as Arizona was becoming an official state around 1912, with a new variety of cotton, Pima cotton, being grown here. Pima's the name of one of the native tribes in this part of the world, and also now it's the town and a county in the state as well. I didn't realise that cotton is still grown here. In fact, Arizona is a leading state in cotton production, along with Texas, Mississippi and Louisiana. And I also didn't know that cotton had such a wide range of uses. I mean, clothing, of course, and linens, but fertiliser, fuel, packing, paper, cardboard, even some plastics use cotton. Didn't know. Another C is climate. And well, it goes without saying that climate's a big part of the economy because 300 days of sunshine in a year, well, that's an attractive proposition for a lot of people. But with the summers boiling the pants off most people, the record summer day here is 53 degrees or 128, it's the Arizona winter that attracts most visitors. Now, I've talked to you before about the snowbirds, people who literally flock from the cold north and midwest of the United States during those high harsh winters to nest in the temperate winter days of the valley. The population of Phoenix swells massively in the winter and if you rent out your home in an Airbnb style, your rates can be double in November, December, January than they are in, say, June, July or August. I once went on a boat trip on Saguaro Lake where the captain joked that the sixth sea of the Arizona economy was in fact Canadians. <laughs> so many arrive in winter. And then cattle. As I said, yeah, I'd heard the state was home to a lot of cattle. 1.75 million a century ago in its heyday. Now reduced by about half because of imports, but still a hefty number, isn't it? But I hadn't seen one. I guess they all do hang out in those cooler areas. But now I can add six, six cows that I've spotted here in Arizona. Just another 750,000 to go. After our balloon ride, we landed out in the Sonoran Desert and we're given a glass of champagne. Now I plan to end all of my journeys that way. And we had a lovely breakfast on makeshift tables under the rapidly warming sun before we were driven back to the reality of the supermarket car park. Actually, though, quite handy. I did need to get a shop in. And what a start to the day. I loved it. And just weirdly not at all scary. As someone who can't get on a Ferris wheel and once had a funny turn up Blackpool Tower, 
I thought I might feel a bit wobbly being suspended over the desert in a basket, being saved from certain death by just some hot air and a layer of silk, but it barely feels like you're moving. It's such a gentle way to fly, none of the bumps and jolts of an aircraft, and it bizarrely just feels really natural. Very much recommended if you get the chance to do it. The rest of the week was spent in far more mundane pursuits. Work, painting the kitchen, I do still love my DIY, and also hosting a sleepover for four teenage girls who have now broken up for their summer vacation. Eleven weeks! The kids get off school here, I don't know what we're going to do. But that in itself was also strangely really easy. The teenagers came in the front door, walked upstairs to my daughter's room and shut the door. And that was really all I saw for 16 hours. At one point, I posted a pizza through a crack in the doorway and heard a bunch of thank yous. And aside from that, not a peep. I mean, the detritus that was left over after they went home would have made Genghis Khan weep. But really quite painless. Later today, we're going to attempt to reenact the lost birthday trip and aim to head south to the Catalina Mountains. The poor motorhome has visited the muffler shop, that's a mechanics to you and me, and has a new catalytic converter fitted now. The sensor alarm I bought off Amazon was delayed in the post and I spent so much of last night awake, panicking that we were being robbed again, but ugh, cross everything, we can make it this time. Honestly, I'm not feeling very hopeful about my dad's visit in July. Things aren't looking good, are they, for international travel? I do wish that everyone who was judgmentally snorting at people who want to go abroad remember that not all trips are purely for leisure purposes, although, frankly, leisure's also a really important part of life. But some of us haven't seen our families for a very, very long time, which, honestly feels a lot worse on some days than others but I do remain optimistic and if I do get to take my dad to the Grand Canyon this summer you're going to be able to see the smile on my face from space I'll see you in the desert (laughs) 